What's up, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Good Goal Podcast, Episode 8. My name is Christian Brady. I'm here with my good friend, Matt Tiart. Good friend this week. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm climbing up the ranks. Speaking but- of climbing up the ranks, Alex Ovechkin, Episode oh, 8, God. Alex Ovechkin climbing up the ranks. We're going to get to that later. Episode 8 is wild because it feels like we've been doing this for like three years. Yeah. It's insane. And our listeners probably think we've done it for three years considering our last three episodes have all been over like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. It's all right. It's good. This one probably won't be different. It's good. I like it. (laughs) How was your week, man? It was good. Um, Bombed the test. Dad, mom, if you're listening, uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's good. He drops the lowest one. So it's like a freebie. So you're fine. I'm good. Once I just... Once I ace the rest of them, then I get an A. I don't, mean, this I don't mean to brag, but I took a Spanish test and got a 98. Oh, that's muy bien. Ah, gross. <laughs> De nada. All right. Uh, this is hockey. They don't speak Spanish up in Canada. So here we go. Uh, that's what I hear. Winnipeg Jet. Any dreams you want to talk about before we? No, I wish. Know? Don't worry. If I ever have a dream about hockey again, you'll be the first to know. All right. Uh, Winnipeg Jets are in talks with Dustin Bufflin about terminating the contract. This is kind of a... I mean, it's not really a shock, but this well, is weird the way the it's like of the year, out. At the beginning of the year, he didn't show up to training camp. They said that if he doesn't show up before the first day, then they get significant cap hit. So as like a punishment or formality, I don't really know why they suspended him. And like each each day he doesn't show up from then to now, he's gotten more suspension. So even if he wanted to play right now, I don't know if he could, but it's a team suspension, so they could just say, well, never mind, you can play now. Well, he took a he didn't report to camp because he wanted to, like, contemplate his future, right? Yeah, he was thinking about retiring. Yeah. He, he isn't in, like, good shape, and I don't mean, like, he's fat. I mean, like, he's... He just bang, hasn't played... He, he's banged up. He just hasn't played world-class yeah, hockey either. That, so. and also, like, even when he was in shape physically, he's banged up like he's hurt. His body's gone through a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's top five defenseman yeah. of the decade. And he's, like, a, he's a banger. He's a big guy. Yeah, and he he's hits. a stud. Yeah. So so uh, basically, Winnipeg wanted him back. And, like, they wanted him to play this year, but he, it looks like now he's, the ship has sailed. Yeah, and that stinks because, like, obviously, the as the organization, like, we want you back. We're, you're our guy. He's the number one defenseman. Right? You're our guy. Come on back. And he's like, you know, I need to sit down with my family. I need to take some time off, get, you know, get some rest. Because they, Winnipeg went to the playoffs last year once again. And now the relationship's gotten sour, which sucks. Yeah, and the important thing about all this is that because he's suspended, he's still a rostered player on the team. They just have a spot. But he's still technically on their cap, which means he's eating... $7.6 $7.6 million this year, which the Jets could easily be using right now to make a playoff push. They're yeah. still a good team without him. And now they're in trouble. Just going forward, they can't make any moves to acquire guys that get paid more because they don't have the money to do it. So that's where most of this comes from. It would be... Sorry, that was a huge double breath in the microphone. I know you heard that. <laughs> I think I think the reason this is becoming an issue is because Winnipeg was doing just fine without him, yeah. and now looking at the standings, they're outside the playoffs. They're three points out of the second wild card spot, uh, and they're sitting behind Chicago and Nashville, who three weeks ago we kind of wrote off. So this 
again, I mean, we're going to talk about it later when we talk about standings. This Western Conference is good. So No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. It's solid. I also want to point out that Alex Ovechkin has 12 more goals than the Detroit Red Wings. It's have on the script, Matt. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Um, so, bottom line, they're thinking about dropping the contract, which would free up some space, which would be huge. We so, just, it's a mutual agreement. Yeah, which is weird. We don't think he'd be forfeiting the money, but we also know that it's not part of the CBA to get guaranteed money. So, once he signs that contract, he's not 100% guaranteed all that money. One thing I saw was he would be forfeiting the money. Like, I'm done with you. You're done with me. S- screw the money. Which would be a... But that's a no-strings-attached deal. I'm done with you. You're done with me. I want to go to a new team. Yeah. But has it gotten to that point? Because we haven't seen Dustin Buffalo right. come out publicly. Do we know if he's done or if he's looking to play somewhere else? That's an interesting point. Yeah. We don't. I know a lot of teams are hoping he's gotten healthy and he's ready to play there some There are teams hockey. who could use a, a physical defenseman yeah. right now. And it stinks because he kind of is their number one guy. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and definitely Winnipeg could use that $8 million to mm. to find some mm-hmm. studs at the deadline. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that later as well. So. It's too late now to really sign anybody that's like coveted, but they could. Yeah, but you're only three yeah. points out of the playoffs. I mean. It would give them a lot of room to make, make moves. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. See how it plays out. Yeah. So last week we talked about Gritty. May or may not. He allegedly punched a child in the face during like a meet and greet thing <laughs> so <laughs> which dumb is, which is the most gritty thing ever <laughs> um, he was cleared of the assault charges the, so, po- the police said that either it didn't happen or this is not what he was trying to do uh, I, I guess uh, my number one question I asked it before the podcast is Gritty cleared or is the guy who like plays Gritty cleared? Because all reports I've seen is Gritty's cleared. Well, Matt, How would you go about a criminal charge of a mascot? There's nobody inside the costume. It is Gritty. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, what's Gritty's last name? I don't know. Well, I'm just saying. One. He goes by one name, like McLovin. <laughs> McLovin. <laughs> Super bad. Great movie for the, awesome, yeah, for the awesome plug. Awesome movie. Awesome movie. Yeah. The police report I said was... The man portraying the gritty... I wonder if there's more than one guy. Probably not, because he's he's one of a kind, you know? Well, then this is like a conspiracy theory. Like, who was in the costume exactly. that night? <laughs> if there's like four guys, and they all said it wasn't They got to make a short documentary about this whole thing. Yeah. 30 for 30. What if I told you? <laughs> what if I told you that a young boy went to the hospital because a mascot punched him in the face? <laughs> but was it the mascot, or was it the man? <laughs> All right, uh, not, another great idea, uh, Flyers. If you're listening, there you go. <laughs> Is that it? I'm. I think <laughs> yeah, I'm done with the gritty. That's a non-story. It's just hilarious. All yeah, right. there's nothing to talk about. Finally, that. we're here. Ovechkin scores his third hat trick in two weeks. Eleven goals in six games. Goat. I that's think what five I of those script. are empty netters, according to my math. Whatever. Okay, that's still six goals in six games. Yeah, which is no. I he's thirty four. I have no idea. Um. He's now at 698, two away from the coveted 700. Now at 698, and the notes is in parentheses, the main point on that bullet was GOAT. Yeah. Because 
we talked about it before. I mean, how do you... He's now... And then I'm going to go to the next bullet point and then come back to the GOAT argument. This is his 11th 40-goal season, which puts him at second all-time, only behind Wayne Gretzky. The pads are bigger. The goals are smaller. He is the greatest goal scorer of all time. Mm. Because odds are he's going to get another Rocket Richard, and he already is in sole possession of first place. And I'm going to look that up right now. I think it... I think it's eight, but it might be seven. Ovechkin is the only player on three times. Yeah. He has eight Rocket Richards, which is the most ever, and he's on pace to go for nine. So nine scoring titles is ridiculous, especially yeah. in this league where everybody's scoring. We'll see if he wins it this year. He's the GOAT, we'll Christian. See if, we'll see if he wins it this year. He's going to win it. Who's going to catch him? Pasta's slowly going down. <laughs> oh, no, he isn't. You say that, but you just finished saying that Ovi scored 11 goals in the last two weeks. Which means he's on pace for 22 (laughs) goals in four weeks. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what that means. Look, double it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Shout out to Nick last night. Nick and Zach were on Rocket League with me, and uh, Nick said, I asked if Pasta... Rocket League is, for for the boomers listening to the podcast, it's a game where you try to score goals in soccer, but you're a car. Yeah. You can't get out of the car or anything. You got boost. It's it's weird. It's chaotic. So Nick, Zach, and Dakota. Those are the three we were on. Dakota's a Boston Bruins fan. Nick's a borderline Bruins fan, but he's a he's a Cavs fan, really. So I asked if Pasta scored. You're not allowed to do that, Nick. <laughs> I asked if Pasta scored, and he said no, but Tortellini did. <laughs> what? Get it? Because tortellini's a different type of pasta. Oh my god! It was the dumbest joke of all time. But we don't want you, Nick. You, <laughs> you can be a cast man. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, uh, as Christian is saying, the Bruins have now shunned Nick for that joke. <laughs> so, Nick, we'll take you as a full time Cavs fan. But yeah, uh, what what are your thoughts on Ovi right now? Yeah, he's tearing it up. That's it? That's yeah. all we get? Obviously, he can't keep scoring at this rate. Yeah, everyone's, not everyone said that, but nobody thought at the age of 34 he would be scoring 40 goals in a season, like, once again. Yeah, no. This is his 11th. Right. He's got to keep going if he wants to catch him, because he's not going to have 40-goal seasons in the next four years, probably. If he has 50 next year, it's a, a real well, possibility. I think he's got to get to, like, 55 this year to have a shot. Which seems possible. Yeah. Which definitely seems yeah, possible. Does. Let's see, fifty-four games. So I do think there are twenty-eight gonna, games. He needs fifteen goals in twenty-eight games. As far as the Rocket Richard goes, there are going to be two guys in the league this year that score fifty goals, and I don't know which of the two of them is going to have more. Ovi and Pasta are both going to score fifty. I have no doubt in my mind. What about Austin Matthews? He's right there at thirty-seven. No. So it's Alex Ovechkin, David Pasternak. Austin Matthews, and then no one else is close. Yeah, Eichel has thirty-one, and McKinnon has thirty, and Matthews has thirty-seven. So that it looks like there's three. It's a three-horse race. What's right Pasta at thirty-eight? Yeah. So uh, Drysaddle's leading the Art Ross race at eighty-three. McDavid second with seventy-nine. How insane is that? That this late in the season, like right, almost right at the trade deadline, number one and two in points are on the same team. Right, and yeah. they're not even they're not even on the same line, so they're not even feeding each other. They also, just share the power play together. Yeah. Also, what's crazy right now is 
Rocket Richard not wrapped up. Hart Trophy not wrapped up. Ted Lindsay not wrapped up. Yeah. Rookie of the year not wrapped up anymore. Because yeah. Quinn Hughes is making a crazy jump. So catching Kel McCarr like I say the Hart Trophy goes to the boat Kevin Hayes because he <laughs> leads the league in shorthanded goals. Good with for four. Him. Good for so. him. He's on a tear lately. He had a bad start, but he's on a tear lately. I hear he likes it in Philly. Um, yeah. It's not the boat. It's it's the be- <laughs> the best one. Oh, uh, the best one. That's right. <laughs> Instead of the great one. The great, the <laughs> best one. The boat is. Uh, oh man. Who, Blake Bortles. That's they called him yeah. the boat when he when he went to the AFC Championship. <laughs> yeah. But the but, sorry, the best one because Wayne Gretzky's the great one. Even so, funnier. Yeah, it's it's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guess who is now second in the league in assist? Who's that? The Nor- the Norris is locked up. Johnny Carlson. Yeah. He's now second in the league in assists with 51. To who? Drysaddle. Yeah. Yeah, but McDavid, Drysaddle, Pasternak, and Matthews probably could all win the harp at this point in the season. Yeah, McKinnon's not far behind either. No, I don't think he could win it, but yeah. Any of those guys could easily take it home. I say if Carlson gets to 100 points as a defenseman, like you have to give it to him. Because not only is he scoring at an insane rate, he's the best all-around defenseman in the league too. Yeah, you have to give him the Norris. Okay. He's not going to win the Hart Trophy. He's the best player in the world right he's now. He's not. He is. He's not. It, look, I'm sorry you know, that your feelings are hurt well, because David Pasternak doesn't have the goals lead hmm, anymore. Wait, so Carlson just settles the puck behind the net and dishes it off to Backstrom, who skates end-to-end, gives it to Ovi, who puts it in an empty net, and Carlson's the best player in the world? No, that's... That's exactly Do you not watch our power play? No, I don't watch any cast <laughs> games. I have no idea what he does. So you just laid out a... a Scenario where you think it happens he's that not gonna, all of his assists are like that. I'll bet my life that he's not going to win the hard trophy. I'm not saying he's going to. I'm just he has an argument for winning it. You said if he scores 100 points, they have to give it to. They him. They should. No, they don't have to give it to him, and they shouldn't give. Well, it to him. he's better than Chris Pronger, who won it in '99. <laughs> no, Chris he's Prong, not. Chris Pronger's a joke. All right, I'm getting heated. Chris Pronger. Chris Pronger's a, a Hall of Famer. You know who else is a joke? Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> he is. I mean, and Bobby Hall. Yeah. The game's changed. They're jokes. I yeah. love that argument that people make that like Gretzky wouldn't be a third liner in today's league. And I'm like, get out of here. Are you kidding me? That's another topic. But yeah, to wrap up Ovechkin, if he scores more than 10 more this year, he'll pass Mike Gartner for 7th. He's at 698 right now. Gartner's at 708. Phil Esposito's at 717, so that'll be a mark he'll look that'll to be catch next season. Next season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's... This is insane. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm clearly biased, but this is awesome. Like for anybody, because this yeah, is this the, is awesome, and that's that's not a biased thing. And this is the eighth episode, and this probably Carlson the, winning the heart. That is a biased thing. Okay, well, agree to disagree. Okay, he can we agree he's the best defenseman? Yeah, of course he is. Is it by a lot? It's yeah, not it's not even close. close. Yeah, no, okay, so he should be in the argument for heart. No. Defensemen are never in the argument for the heart. They have their own trophy. There's not a best forward. Okay, but the Art Ross is different from the heart, right? Yeah. Who won the the heart last year? Yeah, it's always the Art Ross. That's the same thing! How? You're welcome. 
Sorry for the ear rape, but I'm I'm telling you, you're saying that the Norris is different. Okay, well the Art Ross is different, but they okay they seem to right. always give it to the Art Ross. I get what you're saying now, but I just disagree with you. So if we're doing Hart is the all around best play, it's like you said it. The last time they gave it to a Nor, the last time they gave the Norris and the Hart Hart to the same guy is Chris Pronger. Was Chris Pronger in 1999. I think Carlson's That's having a better season. Years later. I think Carlson's having a better season than Pronger. It doesn't matter. There are guys who are having better seasons than him. Not, I don't know. Are there? I mean, the heart again. I just said it is pretty much all about points. Is it really the well, best? It's not over, supposed to. Be. Is it okay? That's not the argument we're having. No, it's not. I just don't think they're going to give it to him. And right now, I'm I don't not think saying they're going it. to. I don't think you I'm should saying win. for the sake of what doing what's right. He should be in the argument. If you're talking about best overall hockey player in the world, John Carlson is in that argument. Okay. Yeah. Because fair. you just said he's the best defenseman. He's the best defenseman by and far. And it's not even so close. in that way, it's true. But. He's not going to because no. whoever wins the Art Ross is going to get it. I'm saying which I don't. Is, which is horrible because Kucherov won the Hart last year because he had 120-something points. Yeah. He wasn't the best player in the world last year. I don't know about that. What? He's the best player on the best team. He tore it up all year. Yeah, Patrick Kane was the best player on the worst team. That's, But he didn't get any recognition. Yeah. Because his team was terrible. Okay. I, it's not that hard to be the best player on your worst team. Obviously it is, but... No, but my argument is he's the best player on the best team. That doesn't mean he's the best player in the world. No, like, it doesn't, but I think he was. Like, he it's had, not A equals B and B equals like, C. Right, there was only one other guy who's had 100 points last year, Brad Marchand, and he was not even close to being in the conversation for Hart Trophy. So, who's the best player in the world right now? It's McDavid. Okay. He's not winning the Art but Ross. who's having the best season? Well, he is winning the Art Ross. No, that's Dreisaitl. By how many points? Two? Five. Still. McDavid's still the best player in the world. Okay, but are who's, you giving it to the having, best player? Who's having they, the best season? Dry settle. And then Parsona. What's your basis? Points? I guess. No, not points. Mc, okay. <laughs> Parsonak, McDavid, Dry Saddle create eight times more chances than John Carlson does. That is might be the no. most false statement I've ever heard. Being a defenseman, you don't create chances. That's not what you do. Okay, that's he not... gives it to guys who create chances, who create chances, and that's how they score goals. And how that's did... how he gets assists. You, you played hockey. How do you create chances? You open up the ice, right? Let's not... say that. Okay, we can say that. There are a billion ways to create chances. Okay, my argument question. for my argument is he opens up the ice because he's such an elite scorer at the blue line. On the power play, people have to come to him. That leaves Ovechkin wide open. People would put four guys on Ovi if we didn't have any other scores on the ice. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so he creates chances like Backstrom, everybody else. Backstrom deserves as much credit for that than Carlson Backstrom does. should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But that's not the argument right now. Okay. John Carlson is second in the league in assist as a defenseman because he's creating more chances than anybody else on our team. That is a fact. And if you're saying the best player on the best team, we're the best team in the league right now. We have 77 points. Yeah. Carlson's right now the best player on our team. Yeah. That's best true. player on the best team. He's the best player in the world. That's your the argument. Transitive year, property. John Carlson wins the heart. Property. 
Last year, Kucherov was the best player on any team. And the reason I just said best player on best team was not the end-all, be-all. That's just one part of he was the guy who led the charge of the best season of all time. And he was far and away the best player. He had 20 more points than the next guy. 25 more points than the next guy. Which is a lot. <laughs> all right. I don't think he was the best player. but Who was then? I don't know. Let me go, go. Let me go back and look, and we'll talk about it next week. He was the best player. Nobody, there was nobody even close. Like the who was the hard going fi- into the, the NA- finalist going into the NHL awards. Vezina was the biggest story because Hart was just locked up. You knew exactly who who was going to win it, and you knew why. Okay, Crosby, which is ridiculous. Kucherov and McDavid. You just said McDavid's the best player in the world. Yeah, he is. Is he having the best season? John Carlson is. No, he <laughs> isn't. All right. Get out of my face. We're done. My God. What's next? Uh, trade deadline preview, but I'm about to walk out. So <sighs> We're not done with this. <laughs> I'm letting it simmer. So It's fine. It's whatever. You're blinded by the fact that Pasta's... I didn't say Pasta should win. You just said he's second behind McDavid. He's ahead of Carlson because defensemen don't win the Hart Trophy. Uh, That's fine. I get get your argument, okay? okay? I get that you're saying John Carlson's not going to win it on the basis of everything we've seen in hockey history, okay? What I'm saying is... We need to change the narrative of it's about points. If you're the best player in the league, regardless of your position, and it's not even close, like, who's the greatest football player of all time? Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. right? That's because he's a quarterback. Can we make the argument that Lawrence Taylor's the greatest football player that's ever lived? Yeah. But he's on defense, so why would we do that? Because that's not the narrative. Yeah. Okay. The quarterback undoubtedly has more... If a quarterback makes three mistakes, that's three interceptions. If a defensive end doesn't get in on a play, that's just another play no, that he I, can get in. I get that, but I'm saying that Lawrence Taylor lined up at DN, D tackle, okay, linebacker. Yeah, 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 he was yeah. all all pro in like four different positions. Mm-hmm. Like greatest all around football player. He's definitely top two. But that's not the argument because the quarterback gets all the fame. So yeah. you're saying I that the heart, saying. the heart trophy is not going to go to a defenseman. I get that because that's never the way it's been. Unless John Carlson wins the Art Ross as a defenseman. Because we've had this discussion before, too, is that the Norris over the past couple of years has been about gaudy numbers, not who's the best defenseman. Right, which is dumb. Which is dumb. But that's the narrative that the NHL is going because of the new hybrid style of defenseman. I love John Carlson. And he's having an amazing season. And he's the Norris Trophy, and we knew it 20 games into the year. I think I think we're on the same page. We're not, though, because okay. if I were picking the heart, I would not pick John Carlson. And why is that? Because I think Dreisaitl is having a better season. Because you're and a, ca- you're a cog in the machine. I think, That's what it is. I think McDavid is also having a better season. And I think Pasta is having I'm a better I'm not saying season. that Pasta, McDavid, and Dreisaitl suck. I know. Obviously, they have the most points for a reason. Okay, but 
when you're looking at it subjectively, not the way that the NHL wants you to look at it, which is gaudy point numbers. Whatever. It's just this so is fine. when you don't look at stats and like, what do you look at? I mean, you said it yourself when we talked about Carlson what two weeks ago that you said Carlson is the most impressive part of Carlson's game doesn't show up on the stat sheet when he can stand guys up at the blue line when he's always in perfect position right mm-hmm. that that's such a huge part of being but a great ev- player that was more that was less a point about Carlson and more a point about every good player in the league not really. Ovechkin's a watched. guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer, and until Trotz came in and got in his face, he was the worst defensive player maybe ever. Okay, that's not every. No, that's a good not point. every great player is good at not show things that don't show up on the stat sheet. Subjectively, John Carlson is in the conversation for best all around hockey player in the world, regardless of how you're voting for the heart or whatever. He's not going to win the heart because that's not how they do it. But can we please just agree that John Carlson, all-around best hockey player, is top five in the world right now? Yes. Having top five season in the world, yes. Doesn't matter of position. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There we go. That's fine. I just want you to look at the Hart Trophy differently than how everyone else does, is that it's gaudy point totals and things like that. Because a defenseman, believe it or not, can be the best player in the world with no exceptions. Yeah, it could be, yeah. I mean, that was... Carey Price kind of changed that narrative. Didn't Carey Price win the heart? I don't know, did he? Let me look it up. Because Carey Price, when he was in his prime, he was the best hockey player in the world, and nobody even batted an eye at that. Right, because he had nobody around him. Carey Price wins heart trophy. 2015. Yeah. That's the last non-forward to win. He won the Hart, the Vesna, and the Ted Lindsay. Wow. Ted Lindsay is the vo- the player voted MVP. So there you go. Carey Price changed the narrative. Why can't John Carlson? Because he's not having one of those seasons. And what dictates that? Points? This conversation. If you say points, com- I'm going to throw no, my head. not points. This conversation dictates that. Carey Price, everybody knew. Everybody knew he was what the great, the best goalie in the, the world, the best player in the world. Everybody knew he's the best goalie in the world. Everybody knows John Carlson's the best defenseman in the world. Yeah, so let's put him in the conversation for Hart. But you never put the best goalie in the world in the conversation for Hart. Last year, do you think who was in the voting? Bobrovsky, Bishop, and Robin Lehner. And Robin Lehner. Do you think any of those guys were anywhere no, close to in the Vasilevsky, conversation? No, Vasilevsky, not Bobrovsky. Yeah, Vasilevsky. And he won it. Why? He was on because the he team. never had to do anything. But he was not. He less, could allow. Well, that's not true. But he was not. He could allow three goals a game and still get all the win totals. He could have, but he still had a good year. He had a good year. Yeah. He, he still didn't had have a great, great year. He still, no, he did have a great year. His numbers said he had a great year. And back to the numbers. But what are you going to do? Break down the way he plays? You think every NHL writer is going to look at him and, oh, his glove was out of place? Yes. No, of course they're not going to do that. Matt Murray won two Stanley Cups, right? Yeah. Is he that good of a goalie? No. Okay. Well, then they, that's but people that's know my counter, that because of his numbers. That's my counter for that argument. The numbers in the Stanley Cup Finals weren't dic- weren't indicative of how good of a goalie he is. Where were we? I was going to make a point, but I forgot what I was going to say. 
I I want to end this on John Carlson should be in the conversation for Hart, but he's not going to be. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. He's not having one of those years because there are other guys who are just playing better than him. Your argument from what it sounds like is that forwards innately get inherently get more points than defensemen. Always. And that Carlson should be considered based on his defensive play and his offensive play, which outdoes the other guys because they're only playing offensively or their numbers only show offensively and they're being evaluated in a different way. They're being they're being evaluated on points. We've already talked about Yes. That. John Carlson is second in the league in assist. Mm-hmm. So he's up there with forwards. He's better than every other forward in the league other than Dreisaitl in assist. And while being the best defenseman in the league. Okay. There you go. I just broke every argument. Your head is it's <laughs> no, about to explode. You didn't break every argument. <laughs> I can't find a way to argue with you because you're right. But, like, you're not – everything you say makes sense, but you're not getting to the final point. And the final point is he's not going to win the heart. Yeah, he's okay. not. Okay. I've already agreed on that. He's not going to win the heart. But I need people to look at it as him as an all-around player is not even top five, top three player in the world right now. So if and when that's going to happen, when the narrative changes, it's going to be a season that's better than this. Okay, so what? He should be second and assist and goals and should lead the league in points as a defenseman? Not in this league. Are you kidding me? I don't know. All right. I don't know what to say. John Carlson, top three player in the world, no strings attached. Yes or no? Top three player in the world? No strings attached. No, he's not. <laughs> top five, I'll give it to you. Whatever. Pasternak, McDavid, Drysaddle are all better than him right now, having better seasons. Why, why Pasternak? Because of points? Because he scores a ton of goals. He scores a wicked lot of goals. So does John Carlson. Anyway, whatever. Whatever. He's ninth in points. He's tied with Patrick Kane. Here's my thing. In points. Forwards are expected to play defensively and offensively, and they only ever get credit for one. Defensemen are, people are content when they just play well defensively. When they start playing well offensively, some people say, well, this is like, this is the the second coming of Jesus Christ. He's producing on both ends in the same exact way that forwards are producing on both ends. Not that's not entirely true because the past couple of Norris Trophy winners we've seen, they're not that good at defense. Is Brett Burns a good no, defensive yeah, player? No, I no. agree with you. I we've talked about this before. The Norris Trophy voting is stupid because Brent Burns stinks as a defenseman. <laughs> well, right now he just stinks. Yeah, right. All right. I I think our listeners are probably done with this conversation. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's we wanna, agree we to disagree. The, the trade deadline. Uh, NHL trade deadline is usually weird because there'll be some trades in the next two weeks, like in the next week, probably eight days. Then there won't be any trades until the day of, and then there'll be eight trades on the day of. Yeah, more than that because NHL app literally changes 
entirely just for the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. The middle button is like deadline news, yeah. and then they have updates every 10 minutes. So, so we wanted to go through first players that we think are going to get moved. I got these from Bleacher Report. These are the guys that, like, they surveyed NHL GMs, and they said these guys are probably on the trade deadline. Yeah. Block. On the trade block. Yeah. And we want to go through the standings after that and sort of, like, look at the teams that could pick up pieces like the guys that we mentioned. Yeah. So I'll just go down the list. Kreider of the Rangers. Tyler Toffoli of the Kings. Jean-Gabriel Pajot of the Ottawa Senators. P.K. Subban, the Devils. Detroit's Andreas Athanasiu, who actually dates an LPGA golfer. Sorry, I had to say that. Montreal's Thomas Tatar. And, surprise of the century, Montreal's Ilya Kovalchuk on the trade deadline. Block. On the trade block. So, let's open up the standings and see what we got. First of all, what do you think of all of those? Um, first of all, I thought you've been saying I thought for, the list was interesting for sure. You've been saying for three months that Tyler Toffoli is going to be a Bruin. Well, we have a trade locked up for him, but we want Kreider. That's why we're holding out. You want Kreider to be that second line winger that yes. you've been missing since 2015. But it's been weird, even longer back than that. But yes, it's been weird because. Krejci got moved down basically to the third line or the, the second and third line are equal in playing time. Yeah. Third line wingers, Kuhlman, Carson Kuhlman and Danton Heinen have been playing with Krejci and DeBrusque, who is Krejci's like perennial left winger, moved to play with Charlie Coyle. And they plug in a guy in, on the right wing there. So they've been trying different things with Krejci. Yeah, the bottom line is you can't find anybody who plays well with Krejci. For some reason, he's so difficult to play with. I don't know what it is. He sucks. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, P.K. Subban is definitely an interesting one on this list because who? I don't is, think anybody wants. Who's him. gonna pay that contract for a guy that's just not? Yeah, it'll be like a shell a, of himself. You get the player and half the contract. I love P.K. Subban as a person, as a player before this season. Uh, as Nash, a person, I love P.K. Subban. As a player, I've thought he's overrated since the beginning of his career. Okay, well, that's a stretch. But um, anyway, Chris Kreider definitely is one of the key guys for the Rangers. He always has been. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll it, it'll definitely be weird if they trade him. Um, Tomas Tatar, he was in Detroit forever and then went to Vegas with the, their first year. And then they made a trade. And if I'm wrong on all this, please correct me, but this is how I'm remembering it. Uh, he was on Vegas for one year, the year their inaugural year they went to the cup final, and then they made the massive trade for Max Pacioretty, mm-hmm. and Thomas Tatar was in that. Uh, now he's in Montreal. I don't know if that's what th- what they were hoping to get. I don't know how well he's been playing this year, but obviously he's not, like, their star player. Mm-hmm. So... And then Kovalchuk, which is a weird one because he was free. He was free for anybody to come get. And Montreal... Literally almost free, seven, 700000 Yeah, and Montreal Veteran made minimum. the jump to get him, and now they're like, you know what, let's let's trade him. Well, the whole thing with Kovalchuk there is 
he's actually playing well. Like, the risk paid off. They just stink. Yeah, the game winner in a shootout the yeah, other night. Right. They're just bad. So. And they've had the flu, which is interesting because they've stunk. And, and of course, this happens to Montreal, who hasn't been able to catch a break for nine years. But they have the flu going around in the clubhouse, in the locker room, which stinks. Yeah, so in the East, it's kind of you have the three teams like leading their respective division, and then the two wildcard teams. And then Toronto and Carolina are right outside the wild card at two points behind. And then there's a gap. Uh, and Montreal leads, is the first team behind the gap. And they're six points behind Carolina, who's and eight points out of the wild card. So, and the Rangers are three points behind that. So it's kind of like eight or ten teams going for eight spots here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I mean six points isn't that much, but once you get past the trade deadline, games in hand and points become behind, important. Uh, become yes. really important. So it'll be interesting to see if they can make if they're making trades to build for the future, or if they're making trades to work close enough to make a run. Yeah, it's always hard to know who's going to be looking to make moves, but I think just looking through the standings that it's going to be a lot more in the West. Western Conference. Yeah, cause it's because so it's so much tighter. It's so over there. tight that one guy can, like six goals that a guy can add in the next 15 games could be the difference between making a playoffs and not. Yeah. If you're, I mean, there's 16s within one point or something like that right now. I mean, there's five teams within, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And there's three teams that are all tied trying to get into the wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Nashville, Chicago, and Winnipeg. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. The trade deadline, I think, will be pretty interesting this year. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there'll be any, like, firework trades, but... These are all wingers except for P.K. Subban, which is weird. Which, who we just talked about, is probably stuck in New Jersey. Yeah, he's probably stuck. Nobody's going to want him. And New Jersey's the second worst team in the... Yeah, they're bad. Third worst team in the league, so... uh, They're definitely trying to free up some cap and... Hope on the future because they signed Heeshear, who we talked about at the beginning of the season. Jack Hughes, they still have. I mean, they just drafted him. So they got a bunch of young talent. They just need some pieces to right, build so around them. It would make sense for them to want to turn PK Subban into two young guys. Yeah. But I don't think they can do it unless they want to eat some calf space. Yeah, unless they retain some of his salary. Because he's getting a paid lot of what? his salary. Yeah, he's getting paid what, like eight million right now. Yeah, I think that's so. What if is. They eat, they eat like four of that. Then you could probably convince somebody to get him. Some Toronto. I read an article today. Toronto is definitely in a position for a right wing, like a right-handed puck-moving defenseman. Uh, Ten nine which million, is, which is what PK Subban is. Uh, PK Subban's cap hit is nine million. This year. Yeah, so they'd have to eat probably like five million. Yeah, that. like a massive chunk of that, which is not worth it, unless like you get the load that you want, but you won't get it because even as a player without the contract, he's not that desirable right now. Let's see. I'm trying to think. I'm there's this thing on this. App. App I'm using where Cat you can friendly. like we love Cat friendly. yeah where you can buy out his contract and see what it mm-hmm. looks like but it still would be horrible so <laughs> yeah you can't do that yeah I don't know dude 
Uh, so I don't think he goes anywhere. If anywhere, it'll be like Toronto. Toronto can't I really afford him. I really don't think they. Yeah, they can't afford him. That's a good point. They but have, Toronto's they have to trade like someone good. Toronto's one of those teams that were do. trying to get Dustin Bufflin. So it's like, which now they probably could because he would sign just to win a ring for I'm sure like a million dollars. Projected cap space zero. Zero. They have their current cap space is two point nine million. So yeah, they could sign. But, again, we've talked about Toronto's one of those teams. I mean, they might be the only team that their entire defense is going to be UFAs next season. They have to win this year. Yeah. Tyson Berry's gone, who's a stud. Uh, he's not going to last long. On Muzzin that. and CeCe are both studs as well, and they're going to get paid, and they're gone. And Madison Riley, right? Where's he at on here? Long-term IR Nathan Horton. Morgan, Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley. That's yeah. right. Where's he at? Is he gone? Am I crazy? Morgan. I'm not trying to look up Morgan Wallen. Oh, it's right there. Long-term IR. What do you do? I don't know. Huh? I didn't even know he was hurt. That stinks. I had no idea. Which sucks for them, which means that makes sense, that they're trying to find a like a number one or number two defenseman. That is insane that they're still paying Nathan Horton $5.3 million this year. Yeah. That is ridiculous. That's why their GM got fired. It's so much mismanagement. So, yeah, anyway. Um, so, let's go through the standings. He's a broken foot. That stinks. Yeah. Let's go through the standings. Boston. Wow. Within one point of the caps now. Y'all, uh, you guys have won... Four in a row. Four in a row. Okay. Two before and two after. Yeah, we've been struggling a little bit. Uh, yeah, but struggling like struggling against good teams. Yeah. Not yeah. So and also not even struggling. We're six and four in our last ten. So the Capitals lead the league. They lead the Metro, of course. Seventy seven points. Pittsburgh at seventy one and Columbus at sixty seven. Wow. Columbus in third. That is unbelievable. Boston first in the Atlantic. Tampa within five points and a game in hand. So this this could get interesting coming down the wire. They are insane. Yeah, it's as ridiculous. As good as they were expected to be at the beginning of the year, they are since. Florida's third. Since like the beginning of December. Which I didn't expect. Uh, and then the Islanders and Philly have the wild cards. And yeah. then, of course, we talked about Toronto and Carolina are sitting outside the wild card. Right. Florida's been hanging in there. With, I mean, a lot of people thought that they wouldn't be able to do it, but... Well, their goal differential's they're, finally coming up. Yeah, so. they're sticking around there. Carolina plus 24 goal differential, and they're still two points out of the wild card, so yeah. that's interesting. Maybe like a momentum team kind of thing. When they win, they win by a lot. So the best goal differential in the West is third in the Central. That's interesting. Um, so the Central goes St. Louis, Dallas, Colorado. Pacific goes Vancouver, Edmonton, Vegas. And then the wild card spots are held by Arizona, Calgary. And then the three teams that are kind of in it um, vying for a wild card spot are Nashville, Chicago, and Winnipeg. They're all tied at 57 points. So three points out of the wild card. So with all those guys mentioned um, and then guys we haven't mentioned, looking at the standings, is there a team that just absolutely sticks out to you that you see just pushing for somebody at the deadline? I think Calgary is probably a team that could use a guy. 
They don't score a lot of goals. They're minus 19. They they should score a lot of goals, but they don't. And with these wingers, these scoring wingers, a lot of these guys could be of great value to the Calgary Flames. So it looks like current cap space and then like deadline caps. And we're all using capfriendly.com, so shout mm-hmm. out to them. They have $4 million that they can... Four million dollars that they have a little bit of room, which with is to, a lot, yeah. Because you, you, especially at the deadline, you're moving away at least a million dollars. You'd think. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a good shout out. Mm-hmm. I think, and let me look up this team before I sound stupid. Let me look up there. I think Chicago. They got a decent amount of cash space. Look at that, thirteen million. Which you wouldn't think because they're paying three guys like all their money, and they're three points outside. Of the wild card, and they made a trade for Robin Lehner, one-year, $5 million deal, Vesna finals last year, and he's mm. not playing that bad. No, he's not. I think they could make a push into the playoffs, especially with that much money. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting. They have a shot now for the first time in a while. Let me look at Columbus. Columbus, so that's a weird one where, like, it's working right now. Where, like, logic, all logic would tell you that they need guys to score goals for them. They have $20 million oh current cap space right now. Well, that's not surprising at all since they lost every good player they had. And they're, right now, like you said, they're, everything's working for them. So if they want P.K. Subban, they can easily do it. But, Ew. But why would they want to? Yeah, it's one of those things where, like... I can't see P.K. Subban in this. Tortorella. P.K. Subban, Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski, David Savard. That would be a heck of a... Dennis Savard. Dennis, sorry. It says David. David Savard? Who's Dennis Savard? I don't know. I feel like that's a guy who played like 30 years ago. David, yeah, David Savard. So, you could... You My could, dad will probably know who Dennis Savard is. Dad, text me who Dennis Savard uh, is. <laughs> um, David Savard, yeah, so... Scott Harrington's... Don't go over him, either. He's I know, player. but I'm talking about no, I know what you're the top four D-men if you add P.K. Subban in there. In a, I mean, because Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones are the real deal. They're yeah. studs, yeah. and they're only, what, 23? Zach Wierenski's but like 22. Their forwards are god-awful. Like, <laughs> well, they're just third in the down, Metro. Just looking down the list of the guys that are there, it's like, how are these guys doing anything? Yeah. I mean, Cam Atkinson's a stud. Nick yep. Foligno seems like he's 100 years old, but he's only 32. <laughs> they got a young, pretty young team, too. Riley Nash, that's a throwback to the old Boston days. I mean, their oldest player is Foligno. He's 32. Oliver Bjorkstrand. I mean, P- Pierre-Luc Dubois. He's good. He's good, and he's only 21, but yeah. he's an RFA next season. Yeah. So they definitely need to lock that, him up. Which... <laughs> looks like they can. Which looks like they have that. a little bit of room. Twenty to do. million. So that's so much. What if? I mean, what if Torts says, "Guys, let's ride." Yeah. Uh the <laughs> the GM who I don't think got fired was in a lot of heat for being overactive at the deadline last year and getting nothing out of it. Well, they also gave away. They only had three draft picks yeah. last year, too. But they now have a first-rounder this year that they can also work with. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him just sit back and let it play out this year. Because you're playing with house money in the sense that everybody thought you'd finish last this year. And you're now looking at 
a team that's playing extremely well since like probably beginning of December. Yeah. And I mean they're eight one and one in their last yeah, ten. Right. So you don't really want to mess with anything because that's especially now when you have a team where it doesn't really make sense logically that they would play well at all and it's working. You just have to be humble and just look at that and, and say, just trust. Just look at it and say, I don't know why this is working. So if I try to change anything, I might ruin it. Yeah, also, that's a, that's a really good point because we're talking about they could afford to bring in P.K. Subban, but P.K. Subban's one of the guys that comes in the locker room and tries to take over, right? So that would be a, that would be a huge chemistry. It would either be a really big positive effect or a really mm-hmm. big net. I don't see it going any other way. Like He's not going to just come in and join the system and right. everything's going to be the same. It's different getting a guy like Subban who is – old but doesn't have a lot of experience in like on great teams who is still gonna like come in and try to be a leader like that it I can see how that could rub guys the wrong way if you don't really trust the guy but it would kind of make sense if they were to look at like Tyler Toffoli Ilya Kovalchuk like guys who have been there before yeah I'm looking at their lines right here I mean that's the thing is that's not that good, but they're playing really well. But so that fourth understand. line, who you wouldn't, you would just put behind you. Those guys like play legit minutes, especially lately. Yeah, time on ice, thirteen minutes. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, nobody on this team, other than, other than Marensky and Seth Jones, plays over twenty minutes. Yeah, he's rolling, which, which is to expected, be expected. Yeah. Seth Jones averages 25 and a half minutes, which almost is like top five in the league. Yeah. I think Roman Josie leads the league right now. Yeah. 26 minutes. Yeah. I'm sure Hedman. Well, Cooper's being smart this year and doing what he didn't do last year and keeping guys off the ice because before this year, Hedman would, Victor Hedman would be like, paying like 31 minutes a game, like. Yeah, Hedman's not even top 10. Yeah, so that's actually a good thing because a lot of guys were playing too much last year, and it didn't work for them in the playoffs. He will he will play way more in like coming up, but he'll be more fresh for the playoffs. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of this Columbus team, but I think it would be really exciting. It With would, all this money it they would have, be really cool. it would be fireworks if they drafted somebody. Uh, or drafted if they imagine? went after somebody like big, but yeah, like I said, I really don't think they're going to co- like with the whole um, just not wanting to mess with anything, and also last year going all in at the deadline not really working. Like I said, you're playing with house money; you just sort of let it go. You don't want to take any unnecessary risks. Yeah, let's see. Uh, one last team I want to point out before we head out. But you could also, and I'll I'll be quick with this. You could also look at the way that you look at house money usually and just be like, it's house money, like, why don't we just try to do it? But you don't want to, like, lose anything to do that. All right, last team, the Preds. They have 7 million cap space. Mm-hmm. Which also is another crazy thing because they were really active this summer, which usually means if you're active in the summer, you're not going to be that active at the deadline. And then they fired Laviolette, and then they brought in John Hines, who, I mean, new coach, he could be making – Looking to make his mark on the team at the deadline. Yeah, I don't know how they much. They got seven million. I'm that would to also think. mean that he, John Hines, probably wouldn't have a lot of influence on what they do at the deadline. 
because he just got there. Yeah. But who knows, maybe... Like we mentioned, it, it seemed like John Hines was probably their guy because they pulled the trigger on Laviolette so soon. I mean, Nashville's fourth liners are playing a lot of minutes, too. If you yeah. look, Colton Sissons, their uh, center's playing the same amount of minutes as Kyle Turris, who's their second-line center. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, Nashville could be a team, too, because they're only three points out of the wild card. Right, they and could they, look deep, they could push, yeah. I mean, they're 6-4 and four in their last 10, but... Yeah, it's going to get interesting, I think. I think the West is tight enough that if one team makes a pretty big move, then it could drastically change the landscape. Yeah. It's like I said before, four goals is huge. Yeah. In the next two months, when when I'm looking at Nashville's lineup right here, because I have it in front of me, how mm-hmm. stacked are they? Yeah, I know. I mean, they don't get enough credit. The but. first line is Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson, and Mikael Granlund. And the second line, Kyle Turris, Philip Forsberg, almost said Peter Forsberg, and Victor Arvidsson, who's in the conversation always when you talk about underrated players. Yeah, and then Nick Benino, who won help. The Penguins win a cup with that third line of him, Haglin, and mm-hmm. Kunitz. Grimaldi, who's having a heck of a year. Yeah, he is. And Craig Smith. That's not a big big name. Though, no, Craig but <laughs> no, but I'm I'm I just have to throw it out there. No, you're right, yeah. And then Colton Sissons, who's a stud in his own right, is the fourth line center. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we just talked about Roman Josie is leading the league in time on ice. Yeah. So He's a stud. Who's and Fabro, we talked to shout out to Luca, who's a Nashville fan. He's high on Fabro. Yeah, and Eckholm is no slouch either. Oh, definitely not. So it'll be interesting to see if they make a move. Yeah, I don't know really what money. they need. I don't. Well, Pekka's something's not working. Yeah, maybe they could use another top four defenseman. Maybe they bring back PK Subban. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's look at our teams just for the sake of it. Sure. Three million you guys have in the bank. You think you make any moves? Yeah, I think we do end up with Toffoli. I'd like to see Kreider, but I, Kreider, like, for some reason I remember talking about wanting to get Chris Kreider for, like, the last three years. So you're going to trade Coolman? I don't think so. He's a young guy. We're really high on him. I think if they're going to move somebody, it'll be David Backus. Nobody's taking that contract. No, it'll be... There's a lot of guys who cycle in, like... Joakim Nordstrom. Probably not move Bork, but Par Lindholm. What about... What if you trade Wags? How upset would you be? Yeah, I'd cry. I'd legit cry. He's not having that great of a season. That's not true. Eight point. He's negative... He's minus nine. Eight points. Huh, that's weird. <laughs> I don't know. They play a lot, though. Yeah, they do. Only, I mean, the first line almost averages 20 minutes, though. But Yeah, they play a lot, too. But, yeah, look at the second and third lines in time on ice there. Yeah. It's really not at all different. Yeah, that fourth line. I mean, Wagner. does Wagner play on one of the power plays? No. He kills penalties, though. Okay. There you go. Because that's, like, everybody else is around 10, and he's 12 and a half. Yeah, so. he... Him and Lindholm kill penalties, so that's the reason. All right. Let's go to the Washington Capitals. Three million. Hmm. Or two million right now, current. I don't see any moves we would make. Yeah, you don't think so? We made all the moves at the deadline. 
or um, at the beginning of the season to get. We got Nick Dowd last year, and we re-signed him. We got Leipzig and Hathaway at the beginning of the season, and I freaking love those guys. They're grinders. Vrana's having a career year. Tom Wilson's having a career year. Ovechkin's having a career year. Your D-men are serviceable, too. Like, even the least big guy, Siegenthaler. Like, he's fine, right? Yeah. He's no slouch, yeah. you know? Nothing uh, wrong with that perfect six D-men. We have a different... Uh, Jensen, I wouldn't mind if we got rid of him. Uh, Dad's going to kill me, but, you know, Orlov, not a fan. He likes Orlov? He, he's in love with Orlov. Yeah. Mr. TR likes to like weird guys. <laughs> He he got a Garnet Hathaway jersey, <laughs> which is wild. Uh, he might Imagine be. Imagine if I got a Par Lindholm jersey. <laughs> he might be the only person in the world, or a other Joakim than, Nordstrom jersey. He might be the only pe- person in the world not named Garnet Hathaway to have a Garnet Hathaway jersey. Did they even sell those, or do you have to? He, customize I think he, it? yeah, he had to customize them. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but yeah, you're, I you're think crazy. we have to keep Kempney because him and Carlson just have such good chemistry together. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would like to see Jensen go. Yeah, I don't know if they do anything in the president's But other than that, right yeah. So, dang, Ovi's 34 and he's still playing 21 minutes a game. That's unreal. All right. Now we're just rambling. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? No, I thought we could take a look at the power rankings. All right. The Caps are first in the league standings wise, but I don't see them being in the pot. Like Columbus has to be up there, right? Because they're eight one and one. Pittsburgh's eight one and one. So, when do they come out? When do the power rankings come out? I don't. It's pretty erratic. Well, that's nice. That's fortunate yeah. for us. Let's see. Did you find it? Nope. We're just blank space in here. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners are like, what is going on? All right, we'll talk about the power rankings next week. We'll uh, we'll see y'all later. That's it. That's it. <laughs> what we're gonna sit here for ten minutes and wait for you to find it? Yeah, let's wait for someone to call in. <laughs> wait for someone to call in. All right. Final thoughts. I'm good. I love hockey. I love hockey too. That's from the love guru. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> check out. About, let's talk about the love guru. No, let's not. Come on. That movie's <laughs> hilarious. It's so dumb, though. Check out Christian and myself on For the Love of Film on CU Tiger Vision. <laughs> that was we fun. preview uh, or we recap the movie Miracle with the, the film guys at our school. So that's kind of cool. Obviously, we're way over the top when it comes to Miracle, but oh well. Yeah, we both gave it perfect score. Uh, I gave it a 1960 out of 1980. Remember? Yeah, but we know that was symbolic. And not yeah, what yeah, not f- at all for scoring purposes. Yeah, one of the guys gave it a bad score, so and we, we voted him. We off. voted him off the show. Yeah, his first time ever getting voted off too. So yeah, so I felt good about that because <laughs> his opinions are bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, we will see y'all next week. Yeah, thanks for listening. Peace.